What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. I appreciate everyone joining me for this solo venture. Uh, this won't be a tremendously long podcast, but uh, I will want to go over some recent events and nuggets uh, that's been happening with the Nuggets the last uh, week or so. Uh, before I get started, I want to mention again the King Law Firm, who's been good enough to sponsor my uh, little solo jaunts here on the CSG uh, Podcast Network. Uh, I appreciate that. They uh, are basically the guys who fight for the little guy. Um, they are the ones who who will fight for you with your Social Security disability claims. They will fight for you uh, if you have an accident, or they will basically cover you with marijuana law, especially that's very valuable here in Colorado. So uh, go ahead and contact King Law Firm. You can look up the, you can look them up online, uh, kinglawfirm.com. Go there and uh, tell them Jeff Morton sent you. Okay, well, uh, it's been an eventful week in uh, Nuggets land. The uh, Denver Nuggets have been, uh, well, let's just put it to you this way. Since the return of Paul Millsap, they are now 2-3. And And, uh, it has been a uh, very disappointing, particularly since Millsap is coming back in a time when the Nuggets basically need to win every game because of who's around them and who... Uh, you know every, they've dropped to the ninth in the uh, the Western Conference after losing to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, which I'm I'm going to throw out the Cleveland Cavalier game in a in a uh, symptomatic sense because uh, they were LeBron, and when LeBron James has a game like that, and he was hitting shots like that at the end of a game, and I, I spoke with uh, Wilson Chandler at the end of the game and. Uh, he was. He said that you know, it's, he couldn't guard. He couldn't guard him better than he did, and it's just one of those things where it, if a guy's going to hit a shot like that and is going to be that kind of guy, man, you just got to tip your tip your cap to him and say this is why he's known as King James. But there has been a ongoing issue with the Denver Nuggets, and it's between. And I wouldn't say it's a personal thing, but it's a philosophical thing between head coach Michael Malone and uh, rising star Nikola Jokic. And for to get kind of to, to delve into what I believe is the root cause of this, we need to get some context. And I'm going to start uh, to make a long story short with two different eras pre-Denver Nuggets for Michael Malone. He was a the defense, basically the lead assistant and defensive quote, quote, quote unquote coordinator for the Golden State Warriors under Mark Jackson. Jackson, um, if had the had the was there at the ground floor of the explosion of uh, the what had now become the juggernaut Golden State Warriors, as Nuggets fans all remember all too well. In two thousand thirteen. He gets he Malone got a lot of credit for the the, the Warriors defense, and uh, it was interesting because if you remember those Warriors teams, they weren't the high flying Warriors of now. Uh, going back even to their seventy three win season in two thousand sixteen, they were not excuse me, two thousand yeah two thousand sixteen, they were not those 
uh, Warriors. They were a much slower team. Um, they were a more deliberate team. And they had a more, I wouldn't say controlled offense, but it was almost there. I mean, Steve Kerr comes from the triangle and Greg Popovich, who uh, people will understand, incorporated a lot of Phil Jackson's triangle offense into his philosophies over the years, particularly with the ball movement. And Kerr incorporated a lot of that, but it was playing to, he learned to play to the strengths of his best players. And in order to do that, he had to find a way to incorporate a defense that emphasized the great attributes of Clay Thompson, who was a good defender, and Steph Curry, who's not. And in fact, you could argue that Curry is, uh, that for the most of his career, has been a minus defender. And he came in with Ron Adams, who was the defensive coach in Oklahoma City, and incorporated a defense, a defensive approach that emphasized it wasn't a 24-second defense. Let's put it. It's not a 24-second defense. Um, they played defense for 24 seconds, but it's not the 24 seconds, play good positional defense, and hopefully induce a contested shot and get the rebound. That's not necessarily their philosophy. Their philosophy is to play into open breaks where uh, Steph Curry can hit the the above-the-break threes, which a lot of his threes come on. And in order to do that, you have to induce the team either, A, turning the ball over, which they, they kind of poke the ball a lot with Draymond Green, or you have to pressure them into... Uh, early shots. And that's what Ron Adams brought. Ron Adams kind of mastered the art of selective defense to where you know when you can go on a run rather than the philosophy of having a, you know, let's see, let's just, just basically saying uh, 48 minutes of straight positional defense the entire time. And there's a reason I point this out. When Malone left uh, Golden State Warriors and went to the uh, Sacramento Kings across the uh, just 90 minutes away, he brought the same philosophy he had with the Golden State Warriors. Only this time he had DeMarcus Cousins. And, And playing with DeMarcus Cousins and Rudy Gay allowed him to play a mid-paced, slowish, tough kind of positional basketball that he is comfortable with. And he stuck with that. And, and to his credit, it would, he, he identified that having DeMarcus Cousins on the roster meant that he had to play a certain way. He should play a certain way. Well, you know, it's not like Cousins now, who, who I mean, even though he's injured, has Anthony Davis with him. Uh, this, was, this was a DeMarcus Cousins who just basically had Rudy Gay and, you know, Isaiah Thomas. It wasn't, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the 
uh, it wasn't the same. And they were a much slower team, and they played good defense uh, for 24 seconds. And it was basically Michael Malone's dream. And he was fired after DeMarcus Cousins got injured or had the meningitis. And uh, that, unfortunately, uh, derailed his time in Sacramento. Now, when Michael Malone first came to the Denver Nuggets in 2015, uh, he must have read the article I wrote uh, when I was still at Denver Stiffs, uh, basically saying that I was uncomfortable with the signing because it was a uh, of Michael Malone because it was a, uh, a basically a lateral move from the concepts of Brian Shaw, who had come up under Phil Jackson and as a coach and then moved on to Indiana and his concepts were largely based on a tough positional defense and trying to ins- incorporate a, a systematic system excuse me systemic offense based on what you know he was known for uh, incorporating in LA the triangle with Phil Jackson um that was a remarkable failure uh, because the personnel didn't dictate that. Fast forward to Michael Malone. Um, he comes in and they're all thinking that Yusuf Nurkic will be the center of the future. Keep this in mind. All right. Yusuf Nurkic, when Michael Malone was signed, was the center of the future. All right. He was coming off a a surprisingly effective rookie season, and Nurkic uh, was looking to be part of the Nuggets' future, not Nikola Jokic. Jokic comes in, and Yusuf Nurkic is injured. He has uh, he has a, a an injury that keeps him out for the I believe the first three four months of the year, and this plays into where we are we are right now under if it was if Nurkic was still in in the part of this picture Michael Malone actually and if and if it was just Yusuf Nurkic and not his accompanying attitude problems Nurkic fits the mold of what Michael Malone prefers to coach as a center in the NBA based on his entire history going all the way back to Cleveland when he was assistant in Cleveland, and they had, you know, Zadrunas Elgaskets and Anderson Verjao. He likes a certain type of player, uh, a Joakim Noah type of player. Well, Yusuf Nurkic isn't exactly a Joakim Noah type of player, but he is, uh, and by when I say Joakim Noah, I'm talking about Joakim Noah um, pre-being basically worn to a nub by uh, Tom Thibodeau. So, Take a drink of coffee. So the Nuggets are at a crossroads. And Nikola Jokic comes in and shows out his rookie year, particularly towards the end of it. Now, Jokic is a basketball... I think, I think you would be correct in describing him as a basketball savant. Uh, an offensive basketball savant. Um for someone his size and his feel and touch for no, the knowledge of the game of basketball on the offensive end is 
is stunning. It is absolutely stunning. I don't think, I don't think I've heard, I've seen someone come through Denver like that since Alex English, and someone who just innately knows the offensive game of basketball like that. It is something that it's particularly in the modern NBA is kind of unique because most modern NBA players. It's wing-dominated, and when I say wing-dominated, I mean guard-dominated. It's become such a guard-dominated league. Everything is tilted towards opening the lane and having either A, the lane open for or, for drives, or B, wide-open kick-out corner threes. Essentially, if you want to boil down the NBA as the way it's gone with rules, that's essentially the way they've, they've gone. Having a big man who can control the game like Jokic is potentially a game changer. It go, but with Jokic, there is the obvious lapses in the ability to cover defense the way that Michael Malone coaches. Not necessarily, that is not necessarily a Jokic problem. That is maybe, and, and, the, and as we've gone through, it is the struggle of Michael Malone to incorporate a defense around Nikola Jokic that has led to controlled offensive possessions to slow down the pace. And it has been because when you introduce, uh, as everyone can remember earlier this year, the ill fated uh, uh, Plumage lineup with Mason Plumley in there playing actual center. The, you, you have the feeling, the thinking was, well, we can compensate by having a quote-unquote rim protector in there with Jokic to improve the defense. This is kind of a backwards thinking because what it did was it took the strengths of the Denver Nuggets and reduced them. You never want to reduce your strength. When Plumley was in there, the Nuggets were a slow offensive. I mean, when I mean slow, I've, I, it, the last time the Nuggets were that slow was the mid '90s, and in the mid '90s, uh, they had one of the best defensive players in NBA history, Dikembe Mutombo, and they were able to grind out possessions in the mid '90s in, an, in a league that was tilted towards grinding out possessions. The league's not there anymore. And Michael Malone has struggled to adapt to that. Well, how does that affect the offense? The inclusion of guys of of Mason Plumley specifically in that in that caused Malone to want to control the pace of the game and slow things down so he can incorporate what he wants on defense. Everyone has this has this in my view. Okay, this is my view. Everyone has this this thing with Malone backwards. His controlling mindset on offense has everything to do with playing into what he feels are his defensive strengths. And what it has exposed is that Michael Malone struggles big time with making his style of defense work with Nikola Jokic. All right. He is struggling to to have his Ron Adams moment. Where Ron Adams came in and said, "I know how to hide Steph Curry 
and make this a good defensive team. The Nuggets are an elite offensive team that doesn't need to be slowed down. They are an elite offensive team that just needs a touch of defensive discipline and a defense that plays into their offense. Right now, the Nuggets are on two different islands where they are a team of elite offensive players trying to play like the 2013 Grizzlies. And that's not going to work. We know it's not going to work. This has nothing to do, by the way, with Paul Millsap. Nothing. Millsap uh, is, will do everything it takes to be included within an elite offense. He will fit in. All right? This is everything to do with a fundamental philosophical problem. And what Michael Malone needs to do is realize that he's got to ride his elite offense and instill greater defensive discipline in moments. And the, where the Nuggets have struggled is rising to their, those moments. The Nuggets are not going to be a grind it out, slow it down, solid defense. It's just not going to happen. Not with the personnel they got. And it's trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Everyone can see it. If you have no idea, no concept of the Denver Nuggets, and you are looking at them from miles and miles away, you will see that the Nuggets do not have the personnel to play the way Michael Malone wants to play. The Nuggets are built to be an elite, extremely elite offensive team. In Nikola Jokic's perfect world, I'm assuming it would be him and four shooters. In that scenario, in that scenario, you need to find, I'm not, I'm not saying they need to play like the Golden State Warriors, but they need to find the system that works, that plays into their elite offense. The defensive mindset and the defensive approach and the defensive way that Michael Malone wants to coach cannot override the offense. Because when you got something that good, you need to ride it as far as you can possibly go. And right now, Michael Malone is struggling with how to coach it. And he's struggling specifically with how to coach a team like that with Nikola Jokic and being able to sufficiently hide him to where he doesn't have to be a, a what the people would describe. And, and these, be, by the way, it's lazy analysis to say that Nikola Jokic is a lazy, is a bad defensive player. He's not. He's just. Not, a, not particularly athletic. That's just his biggest problem. Well, there's ways of hiding that. So what Michael Malone needs to do, and maybe he needs some help with this, is to find a way to maximize the defensive potential in spurts rather than trying to turn them into something they're not. And that has that has played one into the other. In order, to, and I'll reiterate this: people don't understand. I've written several articles on this when I talk about it. People don't understand me. What Michael Malone's like brain is doing is going back into his default, which is slowing it down, controlling the pace, limiting possessions, and hopefully that will lead to better defense for 24 seconds. 
He needs to cut down that approach and maximize defense in spurts. With this offense right now, until he can get a system in place that better suits this offensive genius team, he needs to take this approach because as much as he's trying to control the pace and set plays, it's not going to work. And history has proven it's not going to work several times. All right. If you go back in time and the Nuggets are, it's, it's you know, 2000, 2015 and Yusuf Nurkic doesn't get injured and he's playing with a good attitude. That's the different approach that would probably work with Michael Malone. History and circumstances didn't combine for that to work. And right now, Michael Malone needs to adapt to Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic does not need to adapt to Michael Malone. All right, well, that is my rant. Uh, Thank you for joining me today. Uh, I think the next podcast will probably be with Nate and hopefully Ross. Hopefully Ross. And uh, I'll be talking to you guys later. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We'll see you next time.